0: Street epistemology is a wonderful approach that anyone can learn. You can learn more about street epistemology at streetepistemology.com. You are now about to witness the strength of street knowledge. Okay, cool. All right, so. so, Sister Wadsworth and yeah. Sister Lima, nice yeah. to meet you. My name is Raul again. Um, you said, Am I from here? No, originally I'm originally from Boston, the Boston area. Okay, oh, nice. Um, you know, but I, I live and work here now. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah, cool. Nice. Um, So, you two are, it looks like missionaries, mm-hmm. right? We are. Yeah. LDS missionaries. <laughs>
1: yes.
0: Very interesting. Okay, cool. Um, can you tell me a little bit about your story? like? I know it's a, sort of a two-year thing. Is do I have that right?
1: Uh, we're eighteen months.
0: Eighteen months. Okay. Um, what's that like? Like, is you, you guys kind of bounce around, right? I've, I've I've spoken with some missionaries in the past. They told uh-huh. me like they sometimes they go from place to place every few months or so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So where have you been? Is this your first t- spot or? This is
1: my first area. So this is like we call it Strathmore. This is like the main area yeah. I've been in.
2: So this is my first area. Um, this is my second area, but my third area, but because I served in my country before I came here as a missionary. So yeah, I had two areas there, and then I came here and I'm
0: serving here as a missionary. Okay, um, so this is your first area? Yeah. And you said you served in your country before. Yeah. Where's that?
2: I'm from Brazil.
0: Okay, interesting. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so they decided to put you over here in America for a little um, bit?
2: Uh, actually, my, my calling, like, I was assigned to be here in United States, in like Washington DC area in Maryland, but then I didn't get my visa, so I had to wait for my visa. So then I... Surf- I'm gonna...
0: I'm, I'm so sorry to interrupt. Um, the sun, the glare kind of messes with this oh, yeah, sometimes, okay. so I'm going to put my back to the sun. Okay. Or if you want, we can even move in the shade, if, okay. if that's okay with you. Uh, Maybe uh, under that you. tree right there? Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah, this is better. <laughs> okay, cool. Alright, so um, the interviews that I conduct are, um, I didn't mean to interrupt your story. No, you're
2: good. Okay. I think that I finished, yeah. Okay. I served there and then I got my visa, so I was able
0: to come here. Oh, awesome. How are you liking it?
2: I like it. Yeah. I love it. The language is a little bit hard, but.
0: The language? Yeah. You, you speak good lang- English, right? <laughs> yeah. I'm it's trying. great. That's cool. Um, good. Well, um, that's exciting for you. It must be like an adventure to you know.
2: It is. It is
0: awesome. Man, okay. And where where are you all from originally? I'm
2: from Utah.
0: Utah. Brazil. Brazil. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Okay. Cool. Um, So I have a YouTube channel called Street Knowledge, and I have this hobby. It's called Street Epistemology, or excuse me, yeah, Street Epistemology, and I talk to people about a belief they hold, and the questions revolve around how did you get there. Like epistemology deals with knowledge. It deals with like what people know, but kind of more importantly, like how they know it, like how they establish that something is true. How we get from point A to point B, mm-hmm. you know, to our conclusion. Yeah. What methods do we use to get there? You know what I mean? Um, and so that's what the questions will be about. So they center mainly, it starts off with what you believe in. I want to hear that, but then mainly talk about how do you know it's true? How do we establish that this thing is true? Um, What methods do we use to arrive at our conclusion? So maybe we can start with the the what question. What what do you believe in?
2: Wow, that's like a pretty, yeah, big, vague question. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, we believe that God is our Father, that he loves us and that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, God and that God sent Jesus Christ to the earth to like sacrifice his life for us And so that we could be able to, like, um, live his gospel, that we believe that is have faith in Jesus Christ and repent and change our lives every day and to be baptized and to receive the gift of the Holy Ghost that is kind of a guide for us. And then endure to the end, continue to, like, improve every day. Mm -hmm. And as we live the gospel of Jesus Christ, we'll be able to return to live with God again, with our families, and be happy
0: wow that is a great summary (laughs) i know i know a little bit about Mormon beliefs but yeah that was like a a really a to z really good
1: we do this a lot
0: (laughs) (laughs) that's like your elevator speech so to speak right yeah cool okay um why why is this a belief you hold uh
1: well i think for me like i grew up in the church so my family was part of it and so I was introduced to it at a young age and um, I think you like lots of times like follow what your family does and learn what they do but after a while like you have to start figuring out things on your own and so um, like I relied growing up on my parents and my like, family members beliefs, but like slowly you have to rely on your own and that's when you have to take uh, put your faith to action I think of what you really believe and what you think God and Jesus Christ can do for you, and so like what I did is just attending church and um, reading what we call the Book of Mormon, which is another testament of Jesus Christ, and it talks all about like what Sister Lima talked about those steps in our gospel, and then praying to know if it was true, and then I just had the confirmation that uh, what I'm reading is the word of God and that it is Jesus Christ.
0: Okay, when you say you had a confirmation uh-huh. that the the Book of Mormon is the word of God. <laughs> um, so the book the Book of Mormon is a word of God that's something that you were brought up in mm-hmm. but there came a point where uh... you had to I guess know it for yourself yeah. and you got confirmation of that mm-hmm. you got confirmation of the, the beliefs you were brought up in yeah so at that point it was no longer just something that you sort of inherited mm-hmm. at that point it became something that you personally know is true right Okay. What do you mean when you say you received a confirmation? What exactly is that? Um,
1: So in the Book of Mormon, we're told that if we, um, it's like an invitation to read it and to pray to God to know if it's the truth. And that we're promised that if we pray that we will receive an answer through the gift of the Holy Ghost. And so that's exactly what I did is I prayed to God to know if it is um, coming from him, Him and it is the Word of God. And we believe that the Holy Ghost speaks to all of us in different ways Um, through, like, could be just a calming feeling, a peaceful feeling, um, sometimes like remembering things or an uplifting thought. And I remember that like before I came out on my mission, I was like really nervous to go and like leave my home and everything I was doing and kind of just feeling nervous. And I realized that when I was reading the Book of Mormon, I felt positive. And uplifted, and I had positive thoughts about my mission and what was coming, and I was excited. And that, to me, was a confirmation that what I was reading was true, and that that was the Holy Ghost testifying to me that this was um, the church, like that this church and this gospel is the true. Gospel mm-hmm. on the small
0: Okay, so you were reading the Book of Mormon, mm-hmm. and um, in in the reading of it, you felt a sense of comfort, yeah, a calming feeling like uplifting
1: feeling mm-hmm.
0: okay and you you're saying you thought that was the holy spirit mhm okay mm-hmm. how how do you know that it was the holy spirit like how do we get from i'm having this feeling as i'm reading this book to concluding that this this must be the holy spirit like did you c- maybe consider other alternative explanations mm-hmm. or like how do, how do we know that this feeling that we have is the holy spirit and not you know something else yeah
1: Um, I think that's hard because I think having that mindset you can almost like push off anything right that this is just something I'm feeling Um, but we're also told in the scriptures that like anything good or uplifting comes from God so I think it's really can
0: I can I pause you there just for a minute yeah but at, at this point as we're praying to know that it's true we we don't like we don't we can't appeal to it to come to our conclusion right you said if the the scriptures say that when we have this feeling it's the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. but at this point like in our sort of determining whether or not it's true like we don't yet know that the scriptures are true in the first place mm-hmm.
1: yeah.
0: so it sounds like when you say that you're, you're you're assuming before you get there that it's already true
1: right which to me I think is how you show your faith I think for me like um, a lot of people ask like how does God answer our prayers and it's Um, You have to put that to the test. You have to put your faith to the test and so a lot of people I think Pray and then they're like, okay, well if I receive an answer then I have faith in God Um, But I don't think that's how it works I think for me I have to get on my knees to pray and before I even pray I have to have faith that I know he's listening and that I know he's going to answer me
0: It sounds like what you just said and correct me if I'm wrong It sounds like you just said when I get on my knees to pray to know it's true. I have to already act like I know it's true.
1: Yeah, I think, I mean, you have to have faith that you know that God is going to answer you and that he's going to give you an answer.
0: Hmm. And then
1: when I had those feelings, I realized this is the Holy Spirit talking to me. This is my answer.
0: So it sounds like you started off, like be- when you when you're praying, you start off with already assuming that the Book of Mormon is true.
1: I mean, I don't know already assume, but like, I already had that faith that I knew that, um, I myself t- that there's a God and that he's listening to me and that if I do this thing, I am going to receive an answer. Not necessarily What exactly is the answer going to be? But having that faith that I'm going to receive an answer.
0: Okay. It sounds like you didn't need an answer if you already.
1: I needed it. I mean, I had that was my confirmation.
0: Confirmation. Okay. Yeah. So your answer to this pr- to your pr- uh, the feeling that you got was not so much like the light bulb that went off, let you let you know it's true. It sounds like the light bulb had already gone off for you. It was already something you accepted as true and this feeling was confirmation of a previously held truth?
1: Um, I mean, I guess it could be both. I mean, I think for anything, you have to have faith before. You can't just like doubt anything and then just wait for this big okay. miraculous thing to happen.
0: So but, is it fair to say, so you assumed it's true, but you were awaiting to see if this this assumption will will hold out, if it's actually accurate.
1: Yeah, I think because I was raised in the church, mm-hmm. I was always believing it was true and then I had to know for myself, but
0: okay. it doesn't
1: like work like that for everyone, like Sister Lima, like she wasn't born into the church so it's a different story for everyone
0: okay hmm this is this is interesting so let's so you're saying the way that we confirm that the book of mormon is a word of god is by praying and receiving some kind of confirmation okay, and I in your case it was a feeling of peace okay mm-hmm. and you said that the way that you know that this feeling was the holy spirit is how exactly
1: i mean i think I first you have to know about something to know. So I read the Book of Mormon and it tells us how the Spirit can speak to us. And it's through ways of peace and comfort, uplifting thoughts and it gives us ways. Mm-hmm. So then when I prayed and I had one of those ways, I knew that that was the Holy Spirit testifying to me.
0: Is it possible to have feelings of peace and comfort and yet it not be due to the Holy Spirit?
1: Mm, I don't think so because in the scriptures it talks that like It does say anything that comes anything that entices you to do something good and positive I think is coming from God
0: okay if you read something similar from a different religious tradition maybe another sacred text said if you have feelings of peace and comfort it comes from this this particular God and then you had feelings of peace and comfort would you assume that it was confirmation of the truth of that particular religious belief
1: I don't know. I've never <laughs> done that before, but I mean, I think that God speaks to all of his children. So I think that when people are reading um, religious texts or things and they are wanting to grow closer to God, I think that he speaks to them for sure through the Holy Spirit.
0: Okay. When he speaks to them and, he t- and the feeling they get is concerning a belief other than Mormonism, in that case, should they trust their positive feeling that they got if it contradicts Mormon beliefs?
2: I feel that like when we receive an answer that the book of Mormon is true and that the things that we are reading in the book of Mormon is true we can know that like the church is true and that like the gospel has been have been restored and that the church that we are like going that we are attending and the things that we believe are true so like Sometimes we read something from, like, another religions that, like, talks about God and we can feel the Holy Spirit because it's, like, from God and it's a good thing. But it doesn't mean that, like, all the things that they believe, like, all the principles are okay. true. We need to, like, have a um, personal testimony of each of the principles that we believe
0: in. Mm-hmm. If you met somebody from another religion who said that they, they received confirmation through prayer how would you verify whether or not like the confirmation is is like should be trusted
2: Hmm. i think that it's hard for us to like judge if someone received an answer from god or no because like it's a personal thing between them and god so i don't think that we can like judge how it happened you
0: know so before praying to know that the Book of Mormon is true, would you say that you very much wanted it to be true? Like on a scale of one to 10, <laughs> rating how much you really wanted this to be true, where would you place your level of desire that this thing be true?
2: For me, honestly, like
0: six. Six, yeah, okay. I was, not
2: like, I was not born in the church.
0: Okay. About the church. How about you, Sister Wadsworth? Mm.
2: I
1: mean, yeah, I knew that like I'd been grown, I'd grown up in the gospel, and I knew that the happiness it already brought me. So I would say for sure, I wanted this to be true.
0: Okay, yeah. so you re- so like a ten, yeah. in between eight and, eight and ten. Yeah. Or <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. Do you think that let's let's assume for hypothetically here, for instance, for, for an instant that Mormonism is false, just hypothetically here, and you were brought up in this hypothetically false belief system and you really, really wanted it to be true because of your upbringing. Do you think that you could convince yourself that it was true in that instance by purely just desire, upbringing, psychology? Like, do you think that would be sufficient to lead you to your to your conclusion?
1: I think we can all talk ourselves into anything. Like, I think the mind's pretty powerful, but I mean, I don't know, um, I've seen people who have been grown up in one belief and they have no desire to change. And when um, the gospel of Jesus Christ is introduced to them and the Book of Mormon, um, they read it and they change, even though it's sometimes hard, like their whole family is there, and it's hard. I've seen people make such a difficult change for this gospel in this book. So, I mean, I think, yeah, people can talk themselves into anything, but, um, it's been such a testimony to me to see other people make a complete change of their lives because they found this book and they were reluctant at first Mm -hmm. and then just through reading it they um felt the spirit felt god's love for them Mm -hmm. and knew that it was true
2: yeah like um my mom and my older brother they were like introduced to the gospel And my brother, he was a teenager, so it was really hard for him, like, to change everything that he believed before. And I don't think that he, like, I think that he didn't believe in, like, something. He just wanted to, like, have fun and, like, live his life. And then he got introduced to the gospel. And uh, the missionaries went to our home, like, every week to teach us the gospel. And uh, even that was really hard for my brother i think that he received an answer that he could not deny that like he knew that was from god so even that was hard for him to change because he knew that was from god he were really to like he was really to like change his life
0: okay so, if somebody <laughs> prays to know the book of mormon is true and they don't get a confirmation they don't get that feeling of peace they don't get whatever kind of confirmation there, there might be, they don't get any of that, would that be like a, a reason to conclude that it's not true?
1: <clears throat> like for me?
0: For, just in general, if, if a person has <laughs> um, no confirmation, if the answer they get is not in fact, this is true, if the answer they get is um, just no answer, they, they just receive no answer. Should they conclude based based on this like they tried the method they prayed to know it's true and They didn't get an answer if that if that happened to somebody do you think they should conclude that it's therefore not true?
2: Mm,
1: Well, I think sometimes it's hard because sometimes um, Prayers and answers to prayers come in different timings Sometimes I've prayed and I've received answer or comfort immediately and other times it's taken a long time so um, and a lot of the time, I think it depends on where we're at. Um, lots of people, like we tell people to like pray with like an open heart and an open mind, being willing for change and things like that. And so I think that's when we're the most open to it. A lot of times when we praying, we're not open to change or to receiving revelation from God. And I think that's when we kind of don't feel like we aren't getting any answers because we're not opening ourselves up to it.
0: So it sounds like for you, you trust in this method of praying to know it's true because you've you've done it. Mm-hmm. You've done it and it worked for you. You got your confirmation.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: What would cause you to conclude that this method is is not a good method to use to determine that the Book of Mormon is true? What would cause you to doubt the method itself?
2: I don't think anything would cause them to Me too. Like I believe that it depends like God he is willing to like answer our prayers it doesn't matter like who you are but he has his own time he knows when we need it so i think that the method can like help us but that sometimes we need to like just be patient and wait for god's answer
0: so let's I- Hypothetical scenario, let's say I tell you that in order, I have a perfect way for you to know if it's gonna rain this afternoon. Perfect way for you to know beyond a shadow of a doubt that the forecast today will be rain. The way you know is by jumping in circles and screaming um, Screaming at the top of your lungs. It's gonna rain. It's gonna rain. And then you will get your answer that it's true. How would you test whether or not this method is is accurate? By
1: doing it, I don't know. Like, doing like it, really okay. Really hypothetical, like stretched out <laughs> questions, <laughs> which I think is hard because I think when it comes to religion, a lot of people apply like psychology and like science and everything to it, but it really comes down to what you feel, what you believe, and faith. And
0: so, yeah. would there be a way to? to verify whether or not this method that I've presented is, is a good method to determine the forecast for this afternoon? Would there be a way to put my claim to the test that this is a good and accurate and reliable method?
1: Yeah, you could do it and see if it worked.
0: Okay, so let's say it didn't work. Let's say you did it and you, you didn't know if it was gonna rain or you or you thought it was gonna rain and it, like, you did it and you didn't get an answer. At the end of doing it, you were like, I still don't know if it's gonna rain at that point would it be okay to conclude that this is not a good method or like at what point would you conclude that this method is not good for determining the for- the forecast for this afternoon what would falsify <laughs> my claim <That's>
1: like, <laughs> i don't know i think it's hard to relate that to religion
2: but, mm-hmm. but even like science they always try more than once to you know if
0: good okay really good so do it more than one day Maybe we do it 10 days in a row, or whatever. What would falsify my claim that this is a good method? What, what should, what would falsify it? What would demonstrate that this is not actually a good method of determining the forecast?
2: Maybe if like, after a lot of days trying, you just like, it's not raining.
0: Okay, so let's say after a lot of days of praying, you don't have an answer,
2: mm-hmm.
0: would that falsify this particular method of praying?
2: I don't believe so, because like we are not talking about like science or something like physical, it's more like something spiritual that is a little bit different, you know? Okay. So I don't know if we can like, yeah. yeah. And like real quick, like we have to catch a
1: metro, but I was just going to say like, um, I think a lot of times we don't see the answers while we're there. I've had times where I've um, prayed for something, prayed for comfort, prayed for an answer, prayed for something, um, inspiration, and I just feeling like I'm not getting it, not receiving an answer, and time goes on and on and on. And then it's times when I looked back and I realized that when I'm out, when I was out at the moment, I saw that there was answers there that I just wasn't open to or didn't notice them. So I think mm-hmm. sometimes you see it. When
0: you look back, he's there, but okay. you just don't always see it in the moment. It was such a pleasure to yeah, you. Yeah, you too. I, so I love hearing people's stories and just, it's not just about like, I, the conversation was stimulating for me, but I like your stories. Like you guys are on an adventure and yeah. I, I appreciate the fact that you're stepping out on a limb here. Like, yeah. I know it's a big sacrifice. And even if, like, currently, like, I'm not a Mormon, but I can, like, I can appreciate that.
1: Mm-hmm. Thank so, you so much.
0: Yeah. And thank you for sharing that with yeah, me.
1: No what is your religious background, if you don't mind me
0: asking? Yeah. Um, so I actually have a Christian background. Oh, cool. Yeah, oh, nice. I wasn't raised Christian, but I have a Christian background. I was a Christian for years, mm-hmm. about ten years, and cur- currently, I would say um, that I'm an atheist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't. So what I mean by that is I don't. I don't have a belief in in God. Um, It's just not something that I'm convinced of. I wouldn't say I know that there's no God. I would just say I I don't know Maybe there is a God I would love if there was a God like I left Christianity about it was It was about four years ago or so and it was hard. It was something that I very much wanted to be true but I had to Like just be honest with myself that you know the reasons I was holding to this belief didn't hold up Um, It just didn't hold up and so it was a very hard thing for me it, I found great comfort, great meaning, great purpose. Like I want, I want this thing to be true. I want my, my Christian beliefs to be true. I can see how as a Mormon you might really want, and, and there are actually many former Mormons who went through a similar process where like they grew up Mormon, but through reading and studying the history of the Book of Mormon, the, his, the history behind whether or not like this really is a, a, like a God-inspired religion or a, or a man-made religion, like a lot of Mormons have gone through that process And in spite of them wanting it to be true, in spite of the fact that they go back generations in the Mormon Church and their family is part of the Mormon Church and like the comfort and the community and the meaning and the purpose and the ritual and the ceremony, in spite of all that, like they had to be honest with themselves about the fact that the the reasons that they hold a belief are not really solid. And for me, that was my experience. It it was believing Christianity was true, finding great meaning, great purpose um, in it but just having to be honest with the, you know with my with, with the with the facts honest with the evidence so that's that's kind of my story that's my background it's okay. yeah. a so part of part of this why this is sort of a hobby for me is just wanting to talk to people about like the reason like the foundations of their beliefs And it's not always god stuff right. it's, you know yeah. I talk to people about climate change you know I told you about the conversation about evolution ghosts uh, a, med- a medical claim of some kind, vaccines. Like I talk to people about all types of stuff. This, this is just sort of a hobby mm-hmm. and I'm interested in not so much, like so I, the other day I was walking around in downtown uh, Silver Spring and, so, and I found a gospel tract. It was on my windshield from a, a church was out there doing some street preaching. And on the back of the tract had all these things that I need to know to have eternal life. And like my thought with that was, I'm less interested in what you know and more interested in how you know it like how we establish that this list of stuff that you're telling me I need to know like how we determine that these things are actually based in reality that's sort of what this is this is like talking about the how question how you know how do we determine but um the name of my youtube channel is street knowledge feel free to check it out Um, the name of the hobby is street epistemology and if you search for street epistemology you'll find all types of Conversations.
2: Yeah. yeah, and you have a card from our church, right? One. The one, the one that there I showed God. you. Yeah. This um, one. In this site, we have like a video called "Faith Crisis," mm-hmm. and talk a little bit about a man that he took a long time to receive his answer,
1: and you know, he like,
2: yeah, he like. He explained like his experience with that if you want to like watch one
0: day. Yeah. So you said I, I visit this website right here, right?
2: Yeah. Do you want me to like write down the yeah. video?
1: I have a question though, when um, you were talking about your beliefs, like um, you said you found like purpose and happiness and all those sure. things in it. Yeah. Um, after a while did you say did you kind of go looking to see if there was something wrong with it?
0: No, I, I kind of stumbled on it, honestly. Mm. So for me, what what kind of started, like me seriously coming to doubt the Bible, was studying the historicity of the Exodus. Um, you know, the story of Israel in Egypt, the miraculous deliverance, um, you know, them entering the Promised Land, like that whole narrative, studying the historicity of that from an archeological perspective, from a historical perspective, and coming to realize that it could very well not have happened the way the Bible says it did. Like it's, it's very doubtful from an archaeological standpoint, from a historical standpoint. Doesn't mean for sure we know it didn't happen, but I, I don't feel confident at all saying um, that this is something that actually happened in history. There are alternative explanations that are at least just as, just as good, and arguably better, have more evidence, and that is not a level Of like, I need something more if I'm gonna base my entire worldview, my entire life on a belief. I need more than. uh, I need a higher level of certainty. So that started it, and then I was like, man, like if that's the case with the Exodus, what about the rest of the Bible? Like, what else might not be true about it? And that began this journey of studying it, and just coming to the conclusion that so much of the Bible seems (coughs) man-made. This is the name of the
2: video. Okay. Faith crisis and say, what we, what will we do when we feel nothing?
0: Okay. It's
2: a really good video. Hope
0: you like. Yeah, I will hope. check it out. Yeah. I will check it out. Yeah. Thank you so much.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Thank nice you. to meet you. Yeah.
0: Have a good one, guys. Hey, yeah, you by the way. Raul. Raul. Mm-hmm. Nice to meet you. Okay, Kay. Sister Wadsworth. We'll Have a good ya. one. Yep. Bye.